back in this week's chapter about customer service. I wanted to talk to you, Kayvon, about this bar that opened on Monday. In Arizona, the governor allowed restaurants and bars to open with some limitations on Monday, May 11th. Well, this bar in Tempe called Casa, C-A-S-A, <laughs> I'm laughing because how absurd this was. This bar opened on Mill Avenue and reopened. It was already an established location. And if you go and Google this, you can see an aerial shot of the patio, the rooftop patio of this bar, packed wall to wall with people. So apparently they just went ahead and abandoned the whole social distancing guidelines and decided just to get out and enjoy some libation. So the reason I said I think this fits into customer service is because on the other side of this is a business who has been closed for six weeks or more without any patrons, without any sort of revenue, and the governor lifts the stay-at-home order or at least allows restaurants to restaurants and bars to resume some, some service, what are you going to let four people in your bar? How is that going to work? I'm not, I'm not saying this was right. I'm saying I understand it. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on what happened here and is there a way to come to some sort of agreement as a society that allows these businesses to reopen but also doesn't handcuff the business where no one's going to go to it. I think bars is very difficult to have a realistic policy that's going to work, right? You got drunk people in there. But the governor said that this was, and I, don't, I guess this is true, I don't know why he would make this up, that it was the day of ASU's virtual graduation. So, you know, that can explain some of it. However, I think if this opened any other time, you're probably getting the same sort of crowd. It's Mill Avenue. You know, it's in season for ASU still. Kids are out. They need stuff that, you know, they want to see each other or whatever. So <laughs> what do you expect the bar to do if they're allowed to open, right? Maybe you don't allow bars to open. I'm not sure. But what do you expect, a, a, you know, in order to make that that bar work, they have certain costs that they have to, you know, undergo. So it, it's, you know, it's not a matter of, Oh, we'll just we'll just let a few. They're not going to be able to pay their costs if they if they open that bar and they only let four people in. You're right. Certain businesses can can really get by with uh, you know only letting a few people in. But a, a place like that, which I I think I've been there before. I don't think I've been inside, but it's um you know, they think they have like a two or three hundred person occupancy limit in order to turn, turn everything on there, especially out in the heat and have those misters running, there's a lot of costs that they're taking on. And so it's, it's probably cost prohibitive to them unless they have, you know, 50, what 50% of their capacity or, or something like that. I, I'm, you know, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but for certain businesses, it's going to be very, very difficult. And I really don't have an answer for how to, handle that. Um, personally, I think it, we, we probably need more time. 
Um, but I, I don't, you know, there's so many articles out right now about when or and who decides uh, <laughs> how things get opened up. It's there's such a patchwork. I really don't know. Well, here's the thing. I I heard recently that airlines were going to start requiring the middle seat to be unoccupied, which you um, maybe on the surface you say, okay, that's an interesting concept. All that's going to do is be a cost passed along to other passengers, right? They're not going to fly at half capacity and still make money. As you just said with this bar, they can't operate at half capacity and still make money. I've heard movie theaters may do the same thing where every other seat is open or every third seat. That's going to just completely change the customer experience. And so I think there there has to be some sort of balance here. And I, I don't disagree with you that maybe we're just not there yet in reopening the economy. But I, I also understand these businesses that are trying to get back to to work so they can make money and the employees that have been laid off can be rehired and and there can be a you know an economy that's actually working but you have to keep safety in mind too and so i this is a great experience what happened with casa bar in tempe as to the the dilemma that really exists here i mean i i think that you're going to continue to see these problems. It's different than you and I going to grab lunch. And if we're going to go to Noble, which is a favorite for both of us, and they're going to limit the amount of tables, we can probably work through that or decide that we don't go there because it's maybe there's a line to get in. And that's probably a little bit different. Although I think that still inhibits their ability to make to make money. A bar, the whole point of going to a bar is is the social engagement with other people, I think. I don't think- I mean, There's no takeout, right? <laughs> right, right. You're hanging right, out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And so I think some of these businesses really have some challenges ahead. I, I asked someone, and I'll ask you this question. I'm not a huge fan of going to Vegas. I enjoy Vegas. I, I you know, I'm not a big gambler. So if I, if I go there, it's usually for other things like shows and stuff. But no more buffets in Vegas, at least for right now. They're talking about limiting the number of people on the casino floor, at least at each table, and, and really limiting the slot machine usage. Maybe no shows because you can't all gather together. So my question to this friend of mine, and I'll ask you the same thing, would you even go? If Vegas called you and said, Kayvon, look, we'll put you up in the hotel for free. Just come. We need people in in." Vegas, would you even go under those conditions? Would that does that even sound fun? Well, they pretty much offer people to go for free to begin with, right? They want you to show up and gamble, <laughs> uh, or hope that you gamble. So I don't think I would go because I don't. I don't think I would particularly feel like I'm enjoying it. You know, it'd be, it'd be in the back of my mind. Like if I'm going to go to Vegas, I want to go and just do the Vegas things and and not have to think about oh, am I going to get the coronavirus when I play this slot machine <laughs> so you know you, you want to enjoy yourself if you're on on vacation so that's that's how you want to spend your time i think that it's it's so it's hard for me to say this because it's it's probably not a realistic thing but i'm going to say it anyway i think it's incumbent upon a lot of these businesses to get uh creative with with how they are uh delivering some of their services there's been a huge uptick in people playing online poker are the casinos trying to get involved in that i don't know if there's you know regulations that are 
are prohibiting that. But there's there's some dollars to be made here. It's not going to make as much as you did before, but maybe they should view you know the times before this as uh, the you know when when they, those were the golden days, right? And, and every other business should view that as the golden days. I mean, bars make money hand over fist prior to coronavirus. Now they're going to have to get creative with with how they do things. You know, tough luck, I say, because uh, if you're a business owner and, and you opened a business, right, you're you're taking on risk. Um, you can easily get get rid of employees, right? You still have the business, uh, but you know, they, they can, they can close their bar if they want, right? If it's not, uh, functional to them, you can't really move the bar. Uh, so they made a decision to have a bar, uh, right there on mill. I'm sure they made plenty of money over time. Uh, but the risk is, is really on them. If they have an insurance policy that will pay for some of this stuff. Great. I doubt that they do. Uh, but this is, this is, you know, all these people who, who talk about free market and free enterprise, there are going to be businesses right now and going forward who are going to take that dollar and figure it out. Uh, and, you know, for those who are, um, you know, crying foul and saying that we need to go back to how things were, I say, you know, tough luck, like you got to figure it out and you got to evolve. So, you know, if, if the bar can't make it work because they've got uh, this huge space and they're, they're overextended in some ways, that was a decision that they made, right? They could have very well had a, a, a much smaller bar with some other features. And, and, you know, no one really thought that this was coming, but there's plenty of things that happened, right? I mean, newspapers uh, didn't foresee a lot of things that, that happened with them, right? And, and no one's out there saying, oh, we should all go back to, you know, reading the, the, the paper newspaper. Uh, no one's saying that, right? Well, we should, we should view this the same way. So, it, maybe the bar's got to figure out a way uh, that people can wear, uh, as, as crazy as this sounds, some kind of some kind of bodysuit, right? That they come in and, and they're they're insulated from that, right? <laughs> maybe this is what we do now to to meet people uh, at the bar. But it, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. So I think people need to really uh, think outside the box. And the, the people who do that, they're going to be the winners. <laughs> Grab your hazmat suit and meet me down. I would love to do that. Honestly, I think it would be funny. (laughs) Everyone's wearing masks now and and it's becoming in some ways a fashion statement. People are getting customized masks. Why not? You know, someone produce a suit for, for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. You can go out in public and wear it and everyone's got their little suit and and maybe someday we don't have to wear them. Right. Um, But, you know, if you can, if it'll allow you to get a few hundred people in the bar safely, why not? Right. Be the person who invents that, right? And, and capitalize on it. Trailblaze. Be the trailblazer. So this legal musing story that's coming up next is probably my favorite legal musings article that I've come across since we started this podcast. It's that good. It involves Elon Musk. And I cannot believe what I read. So hang on. Come back. And join us for the next chapter of the Legal Beagle podcast. Legal Musings and Charitable Doings is up next. (laughs) 